Okay, welcome back. Double J, half of a week review because we already reviewed Tuesday's Champions League game. So we're going to review what happened on Wednesday to kick off today's show. And then we will get into our weekend preview, a full preview of this weekend's games. I don't think there's really anything we need to highlight. There's not really a big game going on that we need to talk uh, about in length. I don't really think there's a game we need to talk about that much at all this weekend. We're just going to get through this really quick band-aid kind of thing, rip it off. It's going to be fine. Um, This will be probably one of our quicker episodes because again, there is not a big game this weekend that anybody needs to pay attention to. All right, let's get into it. Okay. Welcome back. Double J weekend preview slash one day of a week midweek review. Jace, there was some Champions League that we need to talk about that happened on Wednesday. Uh, I am actually going to update people on the current standings of Europa League and Conference League. If you don't want to hear that, again, you can just click through 15 seconds probably and we'll be done with that. But before we get to that, Feyenoord beat Lazio 3-1 in a very interesting game uh, to kick off the day at the early slate. Feyenoord currently topping this group as it stands with Atletico Madrid in second, Lazio in third, and Celtic in fifth. My hour, our Jace, Sergei Malikovic-Savage take is looking better and better as the days go along. Yeah, and fine order good this year. This Mexican guy, Santiago Jimenez, is yeah, he's a beast. probably the real deal. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. He is. He yeah, is I mean, very the good. only thing for Lazio is a, a Pedro penalty. Shout out Pedro for still playing in the Champions League. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, fine order just better than they are this year. And I think that's just the truth of it. It is. I I, I agree with it. And seeing Pedro scored, uh, I mean, listen, I didn't know. I didn't know he was still playing. For being completely honest and upfront with everybody here, I did not know Pedro was still playing. I knew he was at Lazio at some point. I was just shocked to see him still actually playing. Uh, congrats on getting a goal. Congrats on getting a goal. The uh, other, other, uh, sometimes I forget how to talk. I get ahead of myself in my brain, and then the words, it's just bad. Barcelona beat Shakhtar Donetsk 2-1 in the other early game. Uh, Fernand Torres and uh, then Fairman later with Fernand Torres assisting. Also, those names sound way too familiar when you say them back-to-back. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk gave it a go, 62nd-minute goal, but in all actuality, Barcelona. Gonna Barcelona at the Camp Nou. Yeah, not much to it. Um, Barcelona probably should have blown it out of the water. They didn't. Almost paid for it, but they were fine. Yep, and Araujo is back officially. I think is that his first game starting? I don't know. I didn't check if he started at the weekend. Nonetheless, he's back. Some of the other games to get through. Uh, Porto beat Antwerp 4-1 away from home. Antwerp took a uh, 1-0 lead and then absolutely folded the rest of that game. Yeah, Pepe became oldest player in Champions League history as well. Shout out Pepe. Four mm. years, 200-something days. Yes, shout out to the psychopath that uh, we all know and love. Um, the other game in, or the other games to get through that we can really rush through quickly. Uh, group G is already done. We're three games in, and that group is actually signed, sealed, delivered. Leipzig won 3-1 against Red Star Belgrade, and City beat Young Boys 3-1 as well. Any comment on Group G, Jace? It's over, as you say. Okay. Yeah, that's all it needs. City will get the 18 or get 15 or 16. Leipzig will finish second. Yeah. 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 It's over. Um, Celtic 2, Atletico Madrid 2 in the other game from Group E, which in my opinion was the game of the day. 
Um, Messi's bodyguard got sent off late. Alvaro Morata with a goal. Antoine Griezmann with a goal. And this Kyogu Furuhashi is going to be something good. Yeah, he's very talented. Um, Only ever see him in the Champions League, but he's always doing something. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's two goals in the Champions League this season already. Um, I don't know how long he's been there. He is 28. They so. did. Uh, it was actually Ange, funnily enough, that brought all these Japanese guys through because Ange was a manager in Japan for a little bit of time. So he had that connection, brought a bunch of them, and now they have a bunch of little Japanese kids running around. Smart, because yeah. they are in probably their golden generation right now. Yes, so. right. Yeah, the Japanese national Smart. team is yeah, elite. The, Jap- the Japanese are. Yeah. Um. So... Well done to Celtic. That was a great game. Um, Atletico Madrid should be okay in that group, but that group's a little hairy. That group is a little hairy. Uh, if there are a couple groups to look out for, I would say it is the Atletico Madrid group with Lazio and Atletico Madrid and Feyenoord probably fighting it out there. And then obviously the group we're about to get into, Group F, where Borussia Dortmund went into St. James's Park and beat Newcastle 1-0, an incredibly rainy night. It was pissing actually uh virtually the entire game uh big storyline is alexander isak came off um injured 15 minutes on for callum wilson jace do we have any worries about newcastle because this could have really solidified some stuff i feel like at least even a draw yeah i agree but i think callum wilson's more than good enough um he showed that last year so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I still this group's coming down to the last day. It's hard to tell what's going to happen after three games. Milan are absolutely shooting themselves in the foot by mm-hmm. not winning that game at home against Newcastle. Yep. Um, on the first day, but I, I think Newcastle could be okay. I know it's very hard to go to Dortmund, and this does put Dortmund in that driver's seat for second. But again, yeah. literally anything can happen in this group. We were calling Dortmund dead. If they didn't get something, they pick up all three Milan who uh, lost three nil against PSG uh, away in France. The semifinalists last year, AC Milan have two points and sit bottom of this group. That's not an ideal start, not an ideal start. With that being said, Warren Zaire Emery is really good and him and Mbappe going up against you might not be fair right now. That might not yeah, be I saw today he's about to sign a new contract at PSG, so nobody's getting him. He is, without a doubt, the best 17-year-old in the world. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the assist for Mbappe just shakes off three or four players, plays the perfect pass, and just, I mean, you get the ball to Mbappe in space, good things typically happen. Yep. And I can't say enough good things about him. He is going to be a staple in their midfield for years to come and would not shock me if he makes the France Euro squad. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, Okay, that's it. I'm going to go through the Conference League and Europa League uh, tables because all of the games have just now ended. Um, West Ham topped their group with six points with Freiburg also on six points. They have a two-point gap to Olympiacos in third. Uh, Their bottom group, I'm not even going to try. Marseille and AEK Athens are on five points and four points, respectively. Brighton get a big win today against Ajax at home, and they get on to four points. They're level on points with Athens. Um, They are not in second because of the, I think the head-to-head tie breaks in Europa League are not goal difference, but actually head-to-head games. 
I don't know. Um, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they have a better goal difference. Group C, Real Betis and Sparta are in uh, first and second with Rangers on level points with Sparta as well. Uh, Aris Limassol on three points. Uh, they beat Rangers 2-1 in a earlier group stage game. Group D, Atalanta and Sporting with two teams I'm not going for. Uh, Atalanta and Sporting with Sturm actually is the team uh, level on points with Sporting right now. I expect Atalanta and Sporting to go through. Liverpool on nine points already, uh, perfect through three games. Tingle scored two conceded. They have a five-point lead over Union. Okay, Jace, this is why I wanted to do this. I heard on the Galazzo show today, Nico Cantor pronouncing it Union St. Gilois. I yeah, think I just say Jolie. I think it's Jolie. I think we're doing this correctly. And again, pronunciation podcast, so we had to get that out there. Uh, they're fighting to lose in the uh, Europa League other spot, and Lask have zero points in that group. Uh, and then in Group F, Ren and Pantheakos are currently qualifying with Villarreal only on three points in that group. Villarreal currently on three points in a group that includes Ren, Pantheakos, and Maccabi Haifa. Uh, group G, Roma are topping three, nine points through three games with Slavia uh, Prague, I believe, on six points, five points clear of Servet and Sheriff, so that group is already done. Bar Leverkusen are on nine points. They are perfect. Xabi Alonso looking to probably, uh, they would be a sneaky bet for me to win this competition. Bayer Leverkusen, uh, Karabag are on six points. Mold, Ole, Lever, uh, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, shout out, are on three points. And Hacken on zero in that group. That's all the Europa League. I can't do the Conference League. I, I That was all I could do. I'm sorry. I said I would do both. If you care about Conference League, go check it. That, that literally hurt me to do, Jace. The okay. Conference League has a lot of teams that you don't even recognize until mm-hmm. you get to like the uh, quarterfinals. So. Yeah, here, we'll do something. This is how we'll do it. I, I've got, what am I thinking? Um, Aston Villa are currently, where's their group? Golly, so many. They're currently second in their group on six points. They should go through in their group. That's all you need to care about. Okay. Yeah. Moving along, let's get into our Premier League preview. Friday night, there is a Friday night under the lights at Selhurst. Those who listen to this know how much I love another night under the lights at Selhurst. I don't think it's ever actually paid off for me, which is fine. Uh, I can still sell myself anytime. Palace at home to Spurs. Jace, Ange Postacoglu, mate, is in first in the Premier League. Their best start ever to a Premier League season. Do we think that they start to, you know, Spurs a little here, if you will. I don't know. It depends what Palace shows up. Uh, we just saw Newcastle throttle them. Um, and then Fair we point. just saw Spurs capitalize on two mistakes um, against Fulham. If Palace do that, if they, you know, misplace passes to any of the front three or four, like, uh, I mean, they're going to get blown out of the water this game. But They'll have the crowd advantage. They'll have the lone game advantage at night. Uh, they had to play on Monday. Not huge difference. No. Um, it didn't make United play on Wednesday and Sunday, or Wednesday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think Palace have a chance to get something here. Do I really think that's going to happen? I don't know. Do we have a Eze Elise injury update? Because if those two aren't playing, I think think we're pretty much understanding where this is going um yeah Tottenham's... both of them have been pushed to uh november um 
looks like hopefully next weekend. And quick Olise note, he is considering switching his allegiance from France to Algeria. Algeria. Ooh, that's crazy. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm honestly here for anyone switching to an AFCON team, to be honest with you. The African yeah, nations. Because that just makes them better. And also they've yeah. gotten ripped of talent for like the last 50, 60 years. It's like, yeah, they, they deserve to have these really, really, really good teams. Like what's happening in Japan is cool right now. Not to sidetrack away from Tottenham Palace, but Japan having a good. It is in a little bit in Nigeria, too. Nigeria's with, that we talked the about strikers their, that they have. Yeah, their front line of Boniface and Awesome is going to be fun as hell. So let's, uh, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, well, SA and Elise being out do make this game straightforward. That's why I kind of tangented because <laughs> we could we had the time. Tottenham should win this game unless they do something real stupid or unless this Palace team can really defend well. With that being said, they don't have the worst defense in the league, but they don't necessarily have the best. Um, They kept a clean sheet at Old Trafford, so we made their defense again look like 2009 Barcelona. Does that happen here? I don't think so. I think Tottenham, when they have a healthy front line, and I mean by that Son and Madison essentially, um, they're fine. I think they're going to be okay. If either of those two go down, I, I might start to have questions over them. Um, and then if one of the two defenders, central, central defenders go down, I have, I have massive questions about them. But until that happens, they should be winning games like this, especially when an inferior opponent has their best two players out. Yeah, I agree. Again, I don't, I think they've got a nice little run here before the games get real tough in December. That's more of what I'm focusing on. I think their blip could be. I think this is pretty straightforward, as you say. I'm going to go 3-1. I am going to go 3-0. Three, I think they keep a clean sheet at home, or away from home, which is crazy. Um, okay, let's move into Saturday. Before we fully get into this slate, we, we've addressed Friday. Friday Night of the Lights, that can be fun regardless. You get a game on a Friday. That's going to be good. The slate as a whole is okay. I do think there are some sneaky, interesting games, and I think the early kickoff Chelsea at home to Brentford could be a sneaky, interesting game. Yeah, I think it depends on how Chelsea play. If they um, do what whoever it was um, let Brentford do last week, one sec, refreshing my memory, Um, Burnley. Yes. Obviously, way higher talent level than that. I just mean style-wise. If they let Brentford, you know, push it long on the counter. They could have some trouble, especially with Thiago Silva, um, just not, you know, not being very fast at his age. Yeah. But Chelsea have looked a lot better. And I think they're starting to get some of the benefit of the doubt back. Not all of it. It's been three games. But if they are truly going to compete for just the European places this season, I'm not even saying Champions League because I don't think they're there yet. Um, they got to win games like this. Yeah. Have to. And you talk These about are the games they lost last year. And I think home form is so crucial for Chelsea. Right now, they have five points through five games, six goals scored, five conceded. And Chelsea fans will be saying, well, who did we play? You're right. You've played Arsenal already at the bridge and Liverpool already, but that was also the first game of the season. So uh, you've also played Luton, Nottingham Forest, Villa. I mean, Villa's good. You should be losing to Villa. But... You know what I'm saying? It's not like you've played 
every single hard team in the league at home. You should be expecting to get more than five points from those games. And this is a game you should be expecting all three points for from last week. You had them in your hand. You threw them away. It feels like a get right spot, but I saw in Buemo and Visa last weekend. I saw them last weekend. It seemed like they needed that international break. They got their rest back up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tempted to lean Brentford here at the same time. Chelsea should win this game. This should be that game where you kind of say, all right, we move on from here because we can get our home form figured out. That Arsenal result is going to be a big performance for us more than anything. I think there's a way to get your season going here, but Brentford are a scary team. Yeah, I think the Kings of the draw strike again. Go in there and get a solid 1-1-2-2 draw. And if if Chelsea make this shootout, Brentford will hang with you. Like if you start, if you let Brentford score first, and you start going at them and get get one, you let you try and go get a second quickly. They will get a second on you too. It is not easy against these guys. It's not easy. I do think Chelsea win the game. That's just a belief in what Poch is doing more than anything right now at Chelsea. I do I do have some faith in that performance last weekend, even though the result wasn't all three points. I think he'll be telling his guys, you're getting three here. Two, one, it's a close one now. It's tough, not easy. Maybe they need that. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with the scoring draw. Okay. All right, Jason, the scoring draw. I think Chelsea will win. Move on to the 9 a.m. slate. Bournemouth at... No, nah, I'm kidding, Jason. I'm joking. I'm just messing with you. Arsenal at home to Sheffield United. This shouldn't take us too long to discuss because... There should be no concerns for this Arsenal side going into this weekend. Is Thomas Party injured still? That's my only question, really. Yeah, I think I think he's hurt again. And oh gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, I I have no idea. The guy can't stay fit. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't even play. There, mm-hmm. like the, the the Twitter people are out there saying he pulled his hamstring doing his gender reveal because he punted the ball. Um, that I mean, not to be that guy. Honestly, see, like with him, I hope like, I could literally true. believe that. I hope it's true because that would just be objectively funny. Like, come on, you got to see the humor. Like you lost your defensive midfielder. Oh, why? Well, he kicked a ball to reveal the gender of his baby and pulled his hamstring. Like, come on. It's kind of funny. Uh, it sucks for party, but he genuinely cannot stay fit. Okay. Minor technical difficulties. Uh, I, I genuinely thought Jace was a little mad that I was saying Thomas Party. It would be objectively funny if Thomas Party got injured doing his gender reveal. Um, it no, would, be, would ob- be the most Thomas thing ever, <laughs> like literally. Um, but yeah, besides that, the Jesus hamstring is a little bit of a concern, but I think he's okay. Um, really, just want to see something early last year. Mm-hmm. Arsenal were very good at coming out of the gate, scoring goals in the first 15 minutes, zero this year in the first 15 minutes. Um, would like to come out hot. Just, you have to win this game. There's no excuses. You cannot drop any points, go out there, beat the crap out of them, move yeah. on to Newcastle. I completely agree. I would like to see some ESR minutes, some Smith row minutes. Um, I would also like to see some Fabio Vieira minutes if we could. Um, the Sheffield United team are going to sit back. They're going to drop deep. They're going to let you play the ball. They're not going to offer much going forward. 
Ollie McBurney's going to be about it, which Saliba will handle in the air very, very easily. Um, and if you have your front line cooking, I need to see some more out of Saka. Um, then we can, it'll be easy. It shouldn't be. I think you'll get your early goal. I think it'll probably be one of Saka and Odegaard, who a lot of, not Arsenal fans, but fans are talking about, are like, ooh, are they, they're not having the the season they had last year. And it's like, okay, just watch. Um, And this is a perfect game for it. This is a perfect game for it. Mid, mid, midday kick, completely rested. I think you should be fine. I don't see any problems here. I was trying to think of a, a devil's advocate way of spinning that Arsenal could lose this game, but there's just no way. Okay, some slight technical difficulties uh, that we are still going through, but it does not matter. We will power through this. I was saying how there should be no difficulties for Arsenal uh, against Sheffield United and that a lot of your fans, Jace, have been talking about your own fans and fans around the league have been talking about how Odegaard and Saka haven't had the seasons that they uh, had last season and they haven't gotten hit the ground running as a lot of people expected them to. This is a perfect game for them to do that. Yeah, Saka has hit the ground running. He has four goals and three assists. He's been fantastic I, this year. I don't know the tall. Have you seen that though? Where people are like, Saka hasn't been as good. And I'm like, I don't, I think he's been fine. He hasn't been bad. He's been as good as he was last year. Yeah, I think he's had a better start than he did last year too. But Odegaard has been slow. And uh, we kind of touched on that um, midweek just about the Xhaka thing. And he's trying to do a little bit too much. I think he'll settle down. This is a good game to do it. He's going to have plenty of the ball trying to break through their lines. But oh, yeah. at the end of the day, just have to score. And I would love to put Havertz out there um, at striker and mm. give Jesus or Saka the game off. I know he's not going to give Saka the game off. He would literally rather shave his head than give Saka a rest. But yeah, I, I would like to see Kai Havertz out there because oh, he my. should be able to handle their center backs pretty well. I mean, he's changing the games. Like whether people like him or not, he's easy to make fun of, whatever. He's changed the last two Premier League games. For You're the not wrong. You are not wrong. I'm right there with you. It's just it's beautiful to see you a man change, Jace, uh, from this summer. Um, I I do think I was wrong too because I said I didn't think he was that good in the air. He can hold the ball up better than he can than he is in the air, but he can hold the ball up with a guy on his back really well. But he's changed the game. Jace is right and. He adds a different dimension. He also adds a dimension to your game that really helps out against these physical teams like Sheffield United, where the attention is going to be on the big tall guy like Havertz. So I agree with you. I would give him a start at striker. Kai Havertz, Arsenal's new number nine. Yeah, I think he's just an option there, but I I think it's a good option for this game. But again, we don't need to spend too much time on this one. This isn't one of the big ones this weekend. Arsenal should win this. I'm going to go 2-0, hopefully a goal early, but it wouldn't surprise me if not. I'm going to go 4-0. I think playing United. I hope so. United are still back-to-back, and then having to go to the Emirates is mean. Yeah, schedule makers did them no favors. Yeah, just kind of mean. Okay, the late game on on, uh, Saturday, and we are not accusing anybody of doing anything wrong. We're just curious. Uh, Again, um, Saudi Public Investment Fund, we are open to any contract negotiations you have for like, I don't know, broadcasting or anything like that. Did just a question did you have some sort of deal to get the late games 
because holy hell, Newcastle have been the late game on Saturday about a billion times this year, Jace. Yeah, I don't know how they keep getting it, but they got it again. Um, this one at least should be fairly entertaining because you have the whole Tonali news. Let's just start with that. He's been suspended for 10 months. Mm-hmm. He'll miss the Euros mm-hmm. and his pretty much his entire first season at Newcastle, um, obviously missing the rest of the season. The only games he's will play or the games that he's already played subbed in midweek. They've been like treating him like he's like the victim of something, which has been really stupid. They've been um, I get him... the fans being behind him. That's great. <laughs> That's better than the fans turning on him, but like he doesn't have a, a sick family member. Like no, no one died. Like they treat him like his a, own doing. They treat him like a make a wish kid this week. That's what they treated. It was like bringing on the school manager for the basketball game. That's what it was like. They were like applauding him and like, oh, it's like, okay, hold on a second. Wait one minute. I'm glad everybody behind everybody. Good for that. But let's not, let's not go over the top with this. Um, he, he, in my opinion, got quite lucky with the suspension. Um, I think a lot of gambling people by the rules probably over the last couple of months have. Um, but this game in particular also realized, sorry, Bournemouth and Burnley will come back to you. Um, Wolves, I think, can give them a game at Molyneux. But again, like I said last weekend, I don't see Newcastle being that heavily affected by this Tenali news. I don't think what happened midweek was because of Sandro Tenali's gambling suspension. I think it was Dortmund's a very good team and they were bound to lose a game in Europe. Um, oh, I don't either. I think it's just a storyline surrounding the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we have to talk about it. He did get suspended 10 months, so I agree with bringing it up. Do I think they're going to have a problem? No. Do I think Wolves could give them fits? Absolutely especially after seeing what Dortmund did, which was a lot more defensive than I think they're used to playing. I don't know. It was weird, especially in Europe. Um, I think Wolves can give them a game. Yeah, I completely agree. And Isak likely out. Um, I think they're saying maybe around a month or something. Um, So that's not great. But as I was saying earlier, Cal Wilson is more than capable of stepping up in his absence. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something about Gary O'Neill and Wolves this year. I think... Yeah. The Molyneux is going to be the Molyneux of two, three seasons ago. Mm. Um, under who was it? Um, Net uh, Nuno, Nuno, not yeah. I said Neto. Um, <laughs> the when they were, you know, it was really hard to go there and play. Um, I remember losing there multiple times. I don't know Same if they're quite that intense this year, but I think they're getting back towards that. So I think they're going to give them all sorts of fits. I'm going to go. One nil Newcastle, another kind of heartbreaker for Wolves. Okay, good. I'm glad you did that because if you had picked the Wolves draw, I was going to be forced into picking Newcastle winning because we can't both be on Wolves. That's mean towards Gary O'Neill. That's mean on our part, yeah. our part to both pick Wolves. I'm all in. One one. I I think by time this season ends, if we were to keep track of our prediction table um, week by week, I might have Wolves in like a top four spot by the end of this season because i'm just <laughs> going to be picking like home draws. yeah okay whoever's playing liverpool liverpool are going to be at the bottom yeah yes yes jace it would be we should probably start doing it it would be very funny to see our prediction table at the end see of how year. bad we are yeah and how biased it gets um okay i said we'd come back to you we will be back to you bournemouth at home to burnley in a relegation fight in october 
an October guaranteed relegation battle. <laughs> Absolutely for sure. These teams are going to be in the same kind of position. And then by the end of the season and we're in October, here we are. Jace Burnley have got to do something because we, we were so high on them at the beginning of the season. They've got to finally do something for us. Well, yeah. And if the, if they do win this, uh, I don't know how Uriola keeps his job. I think um, just, from, that's, that's asking to get fired at that. Point. Yeah. Like they, this is kind of a must win for Bournemouth. They'll obviously, if they don't win, that's 10 games without a win to start the season. I don't know what the stats are on that, but I guarantee you it's not very good for staying up. So um, that's Frank DeBoer. Also, that's Frank DeBoer kind of numbers as well. A person you just don't want to be in the same conversations. Yeah. With, and if they don't win this, even if they show. draw, that's oh, what's yeah. going to be plastered everywhere. All the managers that have started their careers in the Premier League mm-hmm. with zero wins in their first 10 games. Yes. So I would be very worried if I was Bournemouth because it, I don't know. I, I think they're both playing ways that are hurting them. Mm. I think Burnley have adjusted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe not uh, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it could be ugly if they both play that's, the way they want to play. I, I just think it could be really ugly. Multiple giveaways at the back for yes. both teams. Bad play in the yeah. midfield. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I was looking at it. And I was thinking, dude, this could end up being like a Family Guy, Stewie and Brian trying to get out of the army. Where they're they're trying to shoot each other in the foot, and it's who shoots each other in the foot more. It, like that's what I can imagine this being, um, which would just be hilarious. Anyway, that would be so 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 funny. I I have a theory though that that Ariel is quiet quitting. I don't know if you saw him on the sideline last weekend, Chase, but it looked like a man who actually hated the people he was coaching. Like it was, I don't want to be here under any circumstances. Quiet quitting. I don't know what he thought he was getting himself into. A bag. I think they got a, gave him a pretty nice contract. Yeah, but did he just think they were going to be like Sociedad good or wherever I he came from? I don't know. It was Sociedad. We were in the Champions League. Right? Yeah, they're in the Champions League. Like, well, I they are in the Champions League, but I'm making sure it was he's from Sociedad. I've been saying that. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I, I, I Last weekend, he looked genuinely like he would rather be anywhere else than in that dugout. I can see that continuing to where he's just like, give me back to Spain. Just give me back to yeah, Spain. I, I wonder if he thought he was getting into a, like a Villa situation in Unai, like with actually quality players just needed some better managing and a little bit of money spent. Like Bournemouth is not that we were wrong. He was at Rayo Vallecano, ah. which adds a little bit. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was about to say Sociedad to Bournemouth. He still did well with crazy. Them. Yeah, he did. Rev Alcano were halfway decent and didn't deserve to be or aren't didn't. Okay. Go back on that. Rewind. Uh, aren't usually. So he did. He was a highly touted manager. And for him to go there and for it to just not work is just looks like he's ready to be out. Um, and I it doesn't it would not shock me if Burnley do pick up their first win. Second, they beat Luton as well. Right, yeah, there's so um, many bad teams, they really are. I, I think they're going to draw. I think Iriola might survive another week. Um, but I think they've got to be close to pulling the trigger at this point. Oh, yeah, the the they're doing the Napoli thing just in private, yeah. It seems it, it does kind of seem like that, like they're just searching for a coach. 
because they knew that this guy's style might not have, you know, might could have gone this way. Um, they're doing a search. Just they're not calling press conferences to say that they're doing the search. <laughs> yeah, like a normal team. But I, yes. yeah, I'm going. I'm going scoring draw. Okay, lots of mistakes. I'm going uh, Burnley one. No, Burnley two. Bournemouth one, and Burnley give them the one goal in the 80th minute and let them back into the game for a very, very, very shaky final 10. So I'm right there with you on that being ugly as hell. Okay, we're going to take our episode break before we get into the Sunday games. No real big Sunday game to get into. Nothing you guys should really take note of. Um, Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Double J weekend preview. Jay, sound the alarms, please, if you will. Sound the alarms. Please push the big red button. We have a staggered start on Sunday. We have an eight, one 8 a.m. kick with four, no, three 9 a.m. kicks. I love it. I love a staggered start. I'm always here for a staggered start. West Ham at home to Everton. The early kick. Do we get right here? Do Does David Moyes get right? We've had a couple. We've had Villa and Newcastle our last two games. That ain't easy. I think we get right. Yeah, first off, I do love the staggered start as well. Um, wish they would do it more often. Absolutely. But yeah, I think this is a get right game for West Ham. Um, I do give Everton a chance. They've looked better, but they're still extremely streaky. And West Ham need to get right I, I, early. I, yeah. Early kick, but not too early, you know, not noon, not twelve thirty, you know, a little bit later, what a two or whatever. Um so yeah, I, I think this is West Ham all over it. Yeah, I, I I just think Everton are already in that mindset of knowing what games they can get three points in and what games they can get results in and what games they can't. I think if West Ham agreed, you know, if they get an early goal, this game's going to be over. I can see it happening. Bowen's been in great form this season. Paqueta hit a banger uh, today. Uh, so he's been in great form this season. I just struggle. I, I big Sean Dyche guy. I thought they could have gotten a point last week, but I could see the same kind of thing happening where they're defending well, but you're two nil down. It's like, how did this happen? You know? Um, so I, I'm going to take West Ham. I don't think Everton have enough. I like Anana. I like James Garner. I like Decore. I don't mind that midfield. I like what they're doing at the back, but their attack is just so toothless this season that it's tough to pick anything like a draw away to a good team like West Ham, who will be wanting all three here. Yeah, I agree. I'm feeling the exact same way. That's why I'm going 2-0 West Ham, I think. Fairly comfortable for him. I agree. I'm going to go 2-0 as well. Um, so that's going to be an absolutely wild game that Everton ended up winning 4-3. Okay. Let's get into the 9 a.m. starts, 9 a.m. slate, uh, that involves what I think is the most one-sided game the Premier League has had this season. We will get into that at the end. Uh, Liverpool are at home to Nottingham Forest. Steve Cooper coming off of a uh, result that really could have stretched them out away from the relegation zone, probably permanently, uh, or at least for a significant period of time last week. Now they go to Anfield and could be at least still in its grasps. Jace. Yeah. Um, someone is going to catch Liverpool out mm. at some point. Force could be the team to do it. Uh, I'm not saying that means they win by any means, but 
they have the players to do it. Um, I believe they either got a shock result or they played well against Liverpool um, at home last season. I know this is at Anfield, but I don't know. I have a weird feeling Forrest could do something here, but in the end, I think Liverpool will still win. Uh, the game's last season, uh, Forrest, you are right, did win at home 1-0 and then gave Liverpool a game 3-2 uh, at Anfield last year. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was an absolutely insane game. Willie Bali, maybe on the score sheet. I don't know if I remember correctly. Nonetheless, Anfield this season just feels like a different animal. It feels like they can concede two and win three two like they did last season. I think that's even a possibility. They do they can concede. It's all about how well you can defend. I don't know if I'm 100 percent behind Forrest's defense this season. No, I don't. I'm not either. Um, I think it's gotten better. Um, with is it Mario? I believe is his name. Yes, um, Mario. M U R I O. He has improved them, I believe. But yeah, I think Liverpool at Anfield this year is back to Liverpool at Anfield of the last or for the last five seasons. So uh, I think it's in the end fairly comfortable for them. Would not surprise me if Forest go up one nil or something. But I'm thinking three one. JC sold me on them getting caught out eventually. 2-2. This is going to just be a trend. I'm going to have Liverpool. If we do the prediction table, I'm going to have them on 40 points by the end of the year. 2-2. I I think Forrest do somehow are able to counter on this team, which I think is an extreme possibility um, if you can time it correctly. The off chance is they win the ball back immediately and score on you. So, um, okay. The other 9 a.m. game. Zuh. Brighton at home to Fulham. Brighton coming off of a win against Ajax today, as we talked about. Jace, Fulham have looked like, talk about toothless attacks as we talk about Everton. Fulham have looked quite toothless in attack. Yeah, they've looked like Ajax this season. Um, mm. I guess maybe not quite as bad. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah, um, I do not have a good feeling about Fulham here. Uh, the defense has given away multiple goals this season against good teams. Yeah. And Brighton are one of those good teams and they force mistakes with the way they play. So mm. I think this is a recipe for disaster for Fulham. I do not think without Mitrovic, they're in this class last year. They could, or last season, they could kind of argue they were in Brighton's class. Uh, we would have them in that one tier below, but they're nowhere near them this year. And no. I think we're going to see that. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, like some of these games this weekend, Liverpool Forest, West Ham Everton, and Brighton Fulham, all of these are all kind of in that where like they could give them a game, but let's be honest with ourselves here. Um, and when it comes to Liverpool, no, let's not be honest with ourselves. We like delirious uh, unicorns and rainbows exist and Liverpool will drop points at him. But everyone else, let's be honest with ourselves here. This is Brighton at the Amex, where again, Deserbi, I've said this, wants to make it a fortress. Um, if you look at their home form this year, it hasn't been ideal. 10 points through five games. Um, so good, but not, I think, great. He wants great. These are the kind of games he just just be auto three points at home. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. You can't do what Arsenal did and let this team get a point. I mean, that's... Arsenal have three draws this season. That is by a mile the worst. Yeah. Um, should never have drew that team. And Brighton are the same way. They're good enough now this season playing in Europe where they sh- this should be auto three points against this Fulham team that just are struggling. 
I yes. know maybe not necessarily table wise because they do have the three wins, but just overall, they they have not been playing great. No, well, they're like we said on uh, Wednesday show. There's the elite teams, there's the fun teams, and then there's the pile of crap. Right, Fulham are fun. Fulham are fun. They're bottom tier of the fun, but bottom fun. tier fun. Right, bottom tier fun. You're still having fun. Is it the most fun you've had in your life? Absolutely not. No, but it's fun. Okay, uh, Jason, prediction, please. I've got three nil Brighton. I have four one Brighton. They do score goals every now and then. Okay, uh, this is the most one sided Premier League game, I think, of the year. In my personal opinion, Aston Villa at home to Luton Town. Jace, take it away. I don't. I don't even have any. Yeah. So so far, I would say this is the most lopsided game. Obviously, when Luton play, um, City, that will be the most lopsided game. Yeah. That being said, they played well against Spurs. They got up for that game, blew up in their face disastrously. But this is just a different animal. I mean, unless Villa get a red card, which we've seen with the Spurs game, doesn't even matter really. Mm-mm. I just see them throttling them. Ali Watkins is better than anything can Luton can throw at them. Villa were running rampant today um, in the Conference League, right? Yeah, they're Conference League. Um, yes, they're Conference League. Leon Bailey scored a bunch. Uh, Yuri Tielemans played great. Like, I mean, uh, as you say, this is the most lopsided game of the season so far. I, I don't even... I'm glad I know was what seeing... to say about it. I don't want to be mean to Luton, but I I really give them near zero percent chance to win this game. I was seeing how far you could go with this, as far as like talking about this game, because I literally couldn't. I can't. What, Villa are undefeated at home. They have how many goals? Hold on, let me get to the let me get to the home form sheet again. There we go. Seventeen goals and three against. They are playing a team that um, is horrible. Just gonna be frank and honest about it. I don't like. I want to be nice about this, but there is no point. There's no point. I would be beating a dead horse, and I would be wrong if I was being nice to Luton about like, oh, maybe you can pick up some. No, you can't. You should try and get this game over with in as quick of a time as possible. Try and have the fastest game of the season be this one. Yeah, and don't get your goal difference wrecked. I mean, yeah. The longer they can, if they can make it to half without conceding, sure, they maybe they can get something. But I just don't see that happening. As you say, 17 goals at home already is just phenomenal. So, Brighton 6 1 at home. Why am I, why would I give any faith into this Luton team? Yeah, especially with the way Watkins and Douglas Louise are playing. I I mean, I just give me the prediction. Prediction. I'm not letting this go on any longer. Predictions 5 0 and. Side note, I don't think we know Zaniolo's suspension yet for gambling, so I think he's playing. Okay, nice. Good for him. 6-0. I'm just going to one-up you. All right, and that is our weekend preview done. Time for some dogs of the weekend. Right, Jace? I think you might have forgot one. Oh, there it is. Sorry, my phone screen. You know, when you're looking at the schedule and... Your phone screen was blocking that one game. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, oh, look at that. Look at that. It's United. Manchester United at home to Manchester City. Manchester Derby this weekend, Jace. Just what I wanted this weekend was Manchester City rolling into town from like 10 miles away. 
Yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> really, just no one ever wants to play City. Everyone has to do it twice a year. It sucks. There's a slight positive Akanji can't play, but they have the deepest defense in the entire world. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal um, mm -hmm. for them. Yeah, they looked fairly average midweek. Um, yeah, I'm against sure young boys and Burns. That, that means they'll look incredible against us. Yeah, playing they're playing on artificial turf in Switzerland too. I don't know, maybe that mm -hmm. had something to do with it, but yeah, it, they're back in form. I would say, or rounding back into form. Maybe they're not quite there yet, but Holland's hungry. Uh, yeah, um, Maguire and whether it be Lindelof or um, Johnny Evans or Roth, whoever are going to have to step up big time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is it my turn now? Crap. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, there is not a United fan in the world who is telling me that they are going into this being like, you know what? Three points is there for our taking. We haven't been great. We are in a rebuilding process. Manchester City do have 115 FFP charges against them that have not been dealt with yet. I just saying. forgot to talk about the Everton thing. We'll talk about that at the end before dogs. Okay. Thank you. Um, that, yeah, I did say that just to remind us because I did forget about it until they were brought up. Nonetheless, I got a funky feeling Old Trafford, the midweek Onana penalty save. The team starts to rally together. Harry Maguire, comeback arc. I don't know. I don't know. They they have been there for the taking, away from home, specifically this season. They always have these couple of games at the beginning of the year where Pep uses to give them motivated to where they beat the absolute hell out of everybody. With that being said, we beat him at Old Trafford last year. He's going to be using that as perfect billboard evidence. And we also beat them quite dubiously last year at Old Trafford, uh, I will say. Um, but I don't think there is a 0% chance United win this game. I don't think there is either. I, I completely agree. The team has rallied around Onana and Maguire putting in fantastic performances. And I think in the long run, that is going to be huge. Um, string together two wins before this game, three if you count the Champions League. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying I think United are definitely going to go out there and win. I think Hoyland and Rashford have to do something up front if United yes. want a chance. I don't see this being a nil-nil as great as um, or a one nil or whatever. And as great as Maguire has been playing Alvarez and who didn't even play the full 90 in Holland are just something else uh, this yeah. season. Both of them just been incredible, especially Julian Alvarez. But I yeah, I, I think United Alvarez. have a chance. I mean, old Trafford, there's always a chance. And I, th again, I think the team has really rallied around those two guys. I, I agree. Listen, I think, we held City to a goal at Old Trafford last year. I think this defense is capable of doing that. Jace is right, though. The offense has to step up a little bit from what we've seen this season. Um, and it's not all on Hoyland. Hoyland is not – it's not even a, really a little bit on Hoyland. It's on the other guys to step up who have been here. Uh, Rashford, Anthony, whether it be Garnacho, even, who comes in, um, whether it be Palestri, it, it does not matter. The uh, Fernandez. 
needs to be better. Bruno has to be better this game if we want to win. And it can happen. Everything's got to go right, though. And everything has to turn, and we got to play as a team like I haven't seen us play all season. We've played like 11 individuals instead of one team, whereas you look at City and it's a free-flowing unit. So is there a chance? Yes. Do I have the utmost faith? No. Is that usually when United shock me? Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, think about Liverpool last year. Yeah. It's Lost like the first two games. We were both going into it like, oh, my gosh, we're only going to make it three weeks because Dylan's not going to be able to handle this. <laughs> Win the game. So – I do agree with that. Um, oh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. I need to see a proper midfield. Cannot have Bruno or Mount or Erickson playing as the in the double pivot, pivot, in my opinion, unless you need to. I know Erickson's been really good off the bench and game-changing um, these last I, two games. But play him this off is, the right wing. I, th- Just, I think you need meat in there to deal with Rodri. Play him off the right wing. If Anthony is not going to be any sort of use – Play him off the start him off the right wing. Tell him he has very little defensive duties except for tracking the left back, which is still a lot of defensive duties when you play City. But it ain't. I don't think it's that complex if you want to fit those guys in. Yeah, like that uh, tracking a fullback is like minimum level defending these yeah. days. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. Um, Holland's going to be a problem. He's been talking about United fans already this season. How they've said he's shit. If there's a United fan out there who's calling Erling Holland shit, please stop. Stop it. Don't. Don't do that. You're at we're asking for it at that point. Yeah, you're lying to yourself and apparently he's seeing it and getting pissed about it. So Yeah. Better just keep that to yourself. With that being said, I did say sarcastically that he was bad after he didn't score like three games in a row. Uh that was sarcasm, Erling. Mr. Holland. That was sarcasm. Please don't hurt me this weekend. With that being said, I think this is the perfect time for a 19-year-old kid to announce himself in the Premier League. I think it's a name-take game. I think people are going to be saying Hoyland, not Holland after this game. 2-1 United, Rasmus Hoyland. I'm going 1-1, both Vikings score. Nice. That would be sick, though. It would be cool if it's just a... a Big striker off. Big Nordic. Yeah, dude off. I mean, I think I've not to pat myself on the back, been fairly right about this Hoyland thing so far that he's going to be good, but we can't judge him off, you know, his first half season, full season in England. I know he's been turning up in the Champions League, but people are trying to make a thing out of it that he hasn't scored in the league yet. Look, it, it doesn't matter. He, the player is there. He looks <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before he scores a goal. It's not one of those things like, Oh my gosh, is this guy ever going to score? No. It's yeah. like you can tell it's coming. He's doing yeah. everything right. Uh, I think part of it is Rashford's a little bit of a down season so far and the fact that no one playing next to him on the right has been consistent. But it's bound to happen at some point, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was this weekend. Yeah, I agree. He's If you watch United, you know that there is a player there. That's really it. If you go and you look at stats and you're like oh he hasn't scored yet then okay i don't know what to do i don't know how to help you yeah he just does things that normal 19 year old strikers don't do yeah like yes he doesn't have the pop of evan ferguson because evan ferguson scored a hat trick against newcastle but yeah there's someone there uh, i can agree. see it i think a lot of people can see it and i think that's why 
the chirping is only coming from rival fans, not United fans. Yes, I concur. I concur. Okay. Uh, that is actually the weekend preview done. Um, I do have some faith in more faith in United than I did after that, Jace. Shall we talk Everton, though? We forgot about the FFP charge that they have coming their way. Yeah, so Everton, Everton have been charged with one breach of the FFP rules. For reference, City were charged with 115, 114, something like that. Anyway, the Premier League wants to give Everton a 12-point deduction um, for one violation. Their net spin's not that bad. Since Farah Moshiri came in, I think it's a debt-related issue, if I had to guess. They had a ton of losses during COVID. Um, they're trying to build a new stadium. Yeah. At what I imagine is probably a very desirable plot of land, considering it's next to the water. So that probably ain't cheap. And yeah, this, as I was telling you earlier, if you're going to get a 12 point deduction, let it be this season. Um, yes. Yeah. That's Luton also and true. Sheffield United and Burnley and Bournemouth are just not good at all. Yeah. Um. So I still think they would have a chance. But yeah, this is a brutal blow if it indeed is 12 points. If one FFP charge is 12 points, how many is 115? Riddle me that, Batman. If you multiply it, it'd be 13,080. Okay. Thank you, Jace. So City should be deducted 13,080 points. That's my assessment of this situation. 1,380. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't that'll think they're get making... you to uh that'll get you to the non-league <laughs> i don't think they're making that up this season uh <laughs> yeah uh listen i think it's hilarious that they've gotten through this one charge before we've even had uh anything addressed about city's charges i think that's hilarious it's just classic i mean uh, i really think it's the lawyer money shake man so yeah. can afford to spend a billion pounds or whatever he needs to in legal fees. Everton going through an ownership change simply cannot. Exactly. I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay. Anything else need to be said? No, we'll talk about it more if this actually does hit. Yeah, that's also true. This is all rumors right now or not official. Um, Okay. Let's get into our dogs of the weekend. Jace, your favorite underdogs this weekend. Wolves. Okay. And... I really want to say Palace, but I'm going to go the, Brentford instead. There we go. It's the heart talking, Jace. Well, then you kind of did it again anyway. Um, I also have uh, Wolves, and then give me where Forest. Forest plus 950 is crazy, and plus 500 to get a draw is disrespectful for a team that got a 3-2, had to win 3-2 last time they went there. With that being said, I get it. Oh, oh, also, what am I saying? United. Yeah, obviously. All right. Jace, favorite top dogs? Uh, Just Brighton. I'm not going to throw in the Arsenal and the Villas who are favored by a bajillion. I'm I'm giving people Villa spread. Take Villa and the goals. Villa, if they start the game 2-0 down. Yes. Yes. Um, And then I will also go with... Sorry. Apologies, bad podcasting. Give me Tottenham on Friday night. I th- I don't think without Eze and Elise, they're going to be able to do anything. 
Give me Tottenham. Yeah, they have been out so, or not Eze, but Elise has been out a long time. Yeah, and that was that was supposed to be earlier too. They really did not make a big enough deal out of this in the summer. I thought this was like a nothing. Like he'll be back after the September international window. So did I. So did I. All right, your dogs of the weekend. Or dogs. I'm just gonna go with the Vikings, Hueyland and Holland. Ooh, I like that. The Vikings. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian and Buemo and Yoan Visa because I'm back in on Brentford and I can do this now. I like them at Chelsea, at least to get something there, at least for them, either one of them to get a goal. Um, and then give me da, 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 Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen at home against Everton on Sunday. And then Hoyland, obviously. I'm not taking Holland. Gross. Hoyland. I only respect one Nordic. I actually respect both of you. In case... It was me that he heard. I respect both of you. I don't think you're bad, Erling Holland. Jace does. The opposite. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's our weekend preview done. I've been doing. I've been Jace. Have a good evening. Have a good evening. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Peace.